Welcome back. Hey, taking the reins for the intro. Nice. Yeah. Oh, it's been a while, folks. It's been a while. But uh, yeah, I apologise for that. But thankfully, the man opposite me, he's he's back. I'm alive from the deathbed. It's good to be back on a on a uh, so, early um, Thursday evening to do something like this. So now I'm not sure how much w- whether you want to. Say anything about about how the reason we haven't been uh, recording? Yeah, well, I feel like at times I lying in a hospital bed, chopper had walked past, going, "Look, he's done himself a mischief." <laughs> um, oh, I may as well tell it. Um, had had some surgery. It was meant to be a couple, of, uh, one day in hospital, a few days rest, maybe three or four days rest, and be good. But. Uh, yeah, I had my surgery and got home and pain got worse and worse to the point where I had a lump starting to form on my stomach and then uh, um, made the decision to go back to hospital, thankfully. And uh, by the time I got into hospital, it wasn't red when we got in there, but half hour later it was red and then within a few hours my entire abdomen and stomach was red and in horrific pain. And so uh, infection, I assume? Infection, yes. Um Actually, that's not an assumption. I obviously know. <laughs> the instrument they pulled out of me had a bit of muck on it, uh, a bit of septic black muck, and uh, unfortunately with surgeries and stuff like that, there is obviously a chance of infection, and I was one of the, the lucky guys to get that, and uh, yeah, went well, downhill very quickly. So it was an interesting, it's been an interesting month, I'll tell you right now. Oh, well, it's bloody good to have you back, lad. Cheers, mate. I don't, yeah, you don't like doing this soppy crap, but... Uh, uh, mate, but you, you appreciate the little things, and I tell people out there: um, if you don't have private health insurance, I urge you. Absolute to, madness! It's necessity on life, and you sit there and go, "Oh, I don't, I don't need it." You don't fucking need it until you, you need until it. Until you need it, um, I, I'm pretty sure if if I was to pay cash for my little twelve night holiday in Flinders Private, I think it's. Uh, it was eighteen hundred a night just to be in there in, in, in a bed which you don't want to be in, but then I think with all my drugs, all my scans, everything, it would have been probably thirty-five to forty grand. So, people out there, you don't want to be in the emergency system because that would have been hell on earth if I was doing that in there. But I remember watching. Health. I remember watching Dad go through some invoices and stuff of of heart surgery. Uh, after he'd had heart surgery, you, know, you can you can call the private uh, your private insurance. Say, can I yeah. get a breakdown of what it all actually cost? Yeah, and there was just one little thing, not even fitted. It was one hundred and twenty-eight grand. This little device that they put oh in him, my God. which was a stainless steel valve. And I was like, wow. And people go, oh, but if it's an emergency, no, actually, it was one hundred and twenty-eight. Was the whole thing? Yeah. I think it was eighteen for the actual valve. And then you get people going, oh, but if it's an emergency, you can just go to hospital and they'll do it. It's like, yeah, but... You've got to be pretty bloody sick before it's yeah. an emergency. You can be waiting months and, and die before you get in. So, little lesson there, get your private health. But uh, also, don't uh, take for granted the little things like being able to go for a walk or the sun yeah, on your face. Just, or just or walk to, to the... Wipe, wipe w- your own ass. That's one I won't, uh, I won't take for granted, that's for sure. But anyway... Tell you what, I'm not disappointed that you didn't... Uh, didn't sub me in on that one. I'm just pretty. I, I I saved everybody that thing. I, the 
when he, the hospital, they obviously know these happen. They've got the old uh, <laughs> the nozzle where you can where you can just pull it down. I was going to say, I would have just dragged you out to the back uh, lawn and hit you with the hose. <laughs> Downside is water pressure in the hospitals aren't exactly fucking a hundred psi. <laughs> so, uh, but enough um, about that. Um, yeah, back well, in four weeks. Anyway, welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be and, back. And and no uh, doubt, no doubt, our loyal fans have missed you. I had a message from one of our number one, uh, Dan Hardy, out there listening tonight. So he said, mate, need an episode soon. I said, well, if, uh, I'm buggered, but we're going to try and do it and try get it done. Oh, Dan, we're back. <laughs> get it done, he said. So couldn't uh, we missed out on a few finals and uh, some intriguing battles there were, but uh, we are prelim final week. We are one sleep away from one more game. Uh, sorry, prelim one. Two sleeps for prelim two, and then we are a two-week <laughs> sleeps until the grand final, which is something different. So, which I don't know about you, I do not mind it. I do not mind the buy in between the prelim and the grand final because it gives everyone I'd, to I'd be. I'd much rested. rather prefer having a buy prelim grand final rather than the first yeah. week. Why? Why What's should that? the team that finish eighth get some sort of week off? Yeah. Like? Well, I uh, you mean. You don't like this buy? No, uh, uh, this buy is good. Yeah. The buy at the end of the season? Oh, Look. everyone's jacked for finals. They don't want to just yeah. say, oh, stoked, final eight set, final's going to be good, let's wait a week. Nah, stuff yeah. that. Yeah. Waiting the week to the grand final, it gives your those two teams players and, to rest. And, and also the supporters of the ten sides that, uh, that didn't make the finals, it dissolved. Look, mm. They're just not interested the week after. And they, you can do all your like instead of doing the all Australian thing they did a few weeks ago, they should have saved it all for this bye week. Good on your all Australian yep. player MVPs. Yep. So every night there's something on, and then yep. on the Friday night finish it off with the Brownlow. I think they're doing it the Sunday night. Sunday night, Sunday Brownlow. Night. Yep. So obviously, which be interesting. Well, we'll come back to that later. The Brownlow uh, predictions. Uh, we'll have a few predictions later on, but I reckon prelims uh, coming up tomorrow night. Obviously the. The big pressure one on uh, the, on one the club people's final round is is there is there anyone going for Geelong apart from Geelong supporters? Um, people that just hate Melbourne, but even people who have said like you see on Facebook, you see on Instagram everywhere, I'm a so and so supporter, but I'm going for Melbourne. They they, they all want to see the drought broken. Actually, I heard uh, I heard their coach on the wireless today. Yeah. Have you ever heard of him? I don't know whether you have or not. And um, he was talking about the the pressure is the pressure is on because of the length of time. Mm. Um, but they really like they're happy to take on that and and oh. and just making it turning what could be a negative into an absolute positive. That no, we embracing it. Yeah. We want to embrace this, and we're we're honoured to be the ones that want to turn this around. There's there's pressure in regards to the time. There's pressure in regards to what happened in their last prelim. But you got to remember, they were playing West Coast in West Coast. They're not mm. playing West Coast in yeah. Perth this time. They're playing a fellow Victorian side. But just watching it during the week on on social and Mel- Melbourne are a lot better side than they were. Oh yeah, then like, then like, like yes, a lot went right for them. Two years ago, but this is this is a culmination of five years of work, though. Yeah, like, and that's where people forget that shit. Uh, journalists, some of the what, what year is this that, that, uh, that Goodwin's been 
senior coach. This is fifth year. This is fifth year. Fifth year, yeah. So it's really six years of work because Rosie laid the foundation. Rosie. <laughs> um, yeah, like there's the, the style of footy they're playing at the moment, you've, you've seen it during the year. There's, you've also seen times where they've switched off, but they can switch straight back on, which is which something they, they wouldn't Which they proved the against the Cats. Yeah. So. But um, in regards to, to pressure, there's, there's pressure on Geelong too. They're, they're, they're going for all, a record of all, all the chips prelim losses. And like. all the chips are in. Like, mm. like look at the way they've recru- recruited. They're... It's and this yeah. is where they. I don't. Uh, I don't tend to go with the. It's this year or not at all. Mm. You know, oh, next, they, they, they next year's not very far away. It could be up there again this year. You, saw, you see how quickly you can fall off. Being yeah. Richmond, um, few injuries. You've, you've three out of four years in a row. You've, you've played in a great grand final and a prelim. Um, sometimes the hunger does subside, but you, you say that Geelong's been up there. What, what's this, Joel Selwood's? 11th prelim, I think they said. I think there's uh, uh, 14, f- 14 finals in 16 years. Not and and uh, was it 11 out of 13 top fours? The ins and outs have just flashed up. Geez, Geelong have uh, they've had four changes. So Tui, Duncan, Radagalia. Uh, oh. That's See, the this, fake Guthrie. This is since round 23, so my oh. bad. I thought they were changes tonight <laughs> for tomorrow night. I don't know if Geelong's made any changes. I don't know. Melbourne has. Um, you've got to feel the force one, Smithy. A, yeah, who does a hammy training pre on prelim week. Um, same in Parfit. Mm. Parfit did that in the game though. But a, a, a hammy, a decent hammy, is just there's no coming back from that. There's your three weeks. And yeah, you, yeah, you just do your time. You do your time. So and Alex Keith for the dogs hamstring at training today as well. Really, mm. he's out. Oh, well, hasn't made no. Wow. I didn't see that. That's huge for them. But Port don't really have a forward he needs to man up on, so maybe it's not that big a deal. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to them after. We'll, we'll, stick oh? to, we'll, we'll get to that game. That's in the second oh. preview we'll have a look at. But uh, okay. Melbourne Geelong, where does it uh, from the from the, the the footy genius across from me, mate? Who wins the game? Where where does this game <laughs> get played? Who are you out? talking to? <laughs> Oh, me. No, no, no. Lever was on the TV behind you. Um, <sighs> all seriousness, where, who wins this game and where? Um, I cannot see Geelong winning. I just think, and I didn't realise uh, so many of their goals in the in the Melbourne Geelong game. Uh, what was that? Was that round twenty three? The yeah, there's seven goals. Oh, that, and six goals and seven that minutes. put Melbourne on top, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, Maxie's goal after the siren. So, yeah, those seven... Uh, no, si- uh, six seven goals, goals in six seven, minutes. Six goals in seven minutes, yeah. Yeah. Like, it was just... I think I... Don't think I watched that game close enough. I watched the second half closer, but I just don't think it was... I thought... I, I watched that game on Fentanyl, Palexia. <laughs> so you were drifting, drifting in and out, mate? Well, I don't, I don't, just for half time, I was watching it. And I was, oh, shit. I, was, I could feel myself slipping out of consciousness. Then I woke up halfway through the third, and then I dozed again three quarter time. I was like, where am I? And then I watched it. <laughs> I was like, am I that high? <laughs> did, did that really happen? Just, uh, I remember receiving that uh, a video or a Snapchat or something from you. 
And you're like, come on, Maxie. I had As no energy. Right. I'm like, come on, Maxie. <laughs> and... And I must admit, I said exactly the thing as he started walking in, I think, as most in the country did. But, um, yeah, I think the... Yeah, I think the days will be too good. Um, Geelong have a couple of extra players that they did in there. They've got um, Jeremy Cameron. Uh, No, sorry, he played last time. Um, Midfielder. Mitch Duncan. Mitch Duncan didn't play in that round 23 game, I don't think. Clearly is a positive uh, coming back in. Big in for them. Uh, but where they, I too think Melbourne will win. Um, like I said, I've got two scenarios. I think if Melbourne get, get off the leash early and put five, six, seven goals on them um, by mid-second quarter, then it's, I think it's going to be a day out for them. But that's, that rarely happens in prelims. Um, I reckon if it's if Geelong make it a, a tough, hard slug, a slog, that's going to be their best chance. It's going to be raining. If they can stop the the, the midfield of Melbourne getting out of control, um, if they can stop, if they can not bomb it on top of their forwards and and let Lever and and May just chop it off, um, it could be a, it could be a very got, tight battle. When you got big defenders, and like Harry Petty doesn't get anywhere near. He, I, I'm flabbergasted there. Even some of the Melbourne supporters are like, oh, why is Petty playing? Put McDonald back, like at the start. This kid, and he is a kid, yeah. has been, has not missed a beat yeah. the moment he's coming to a side. And like, like uh, was it last year or the year before that he missed most of the season with a yeah. busted elbow? Like, he's. So you got Petty can play tall or short, yeah. um, but it. Having Petty in there now yeah. allows and, Lever... And Lever can to clearly play tall or short. It allows Lever to be... And more that. short than tall, I would have thought. Yeah. But. It allows him to drift off and to do what he does, and Stephen May does that too, but he, Stephen May can do it while locking a player down. Like yeah. he, he did that against Danaher. Danaher didn't kick a goal. Yeah, I think May had about eight intercept marks or something like that. So mm. um, there's keys everywhere, but I just think Geelong... Unfortunately uh, for the uh, for the Lions, I don't think you need someone as good as... Uh, as May to lock out a bloke like Dunno. Exactly. I, Might be a bit harsh, but... You know what's going to be interesting? Um, which I'm shocked that no one's really tried since GWS did it and did it very successfully in round five or six at Monica. DeBoer went to Clayton Oliver and put a hard, nasty, you ain't getting a kick all day tag on him. And he was in all sorts until DeBoer got injured. Mm. And second half, Clayton Oliver was like, since then, no one. It's only Guthrie that can do that, isn't it? Well, I don't know. Is Duncan, be not going to you're not going to eliminate those two guys to chop out one of them. It might be a Zach Guthrie, or it might be someone that has got a, maybe an engine to do it, but they're not big and strong enough. So yeah, it, it's going to be interesting if they try and tag him out of the game. If they don't, it might come back to bite him on the ass. Need to see something from Dangerfield. Yeah, yeah. Um, Doesn't do enough in big ones Yeah you could say that Yeah, I don't disagree um, I think it's Tom Hawkins Stepped up last week Which he obviously didn't do In the first week against Port And uh, Jeremy Cameron as well you, you, need, you need those two to fire But Geelong need to deliver it to them though. You can yep. see that When you hit these two out on the lead They go back and very very consistently Will goal so if you're just going to bomb it into them, you've got two defenders there that love that shit. Um, I think Geelong's key to winning it is obviously... Delivery. Well, their pressure in the midfield as well. In that game against Melbourne in round 23, 
you saw there was five goals from centre clearances because they were just tough at it. But also Melbourne were very switched off in that second quarter. They didn't play to how they were. So uh, for Geelong to win it, I definitely think they need to use their forwards wisely and uh, play a very kick-to-the-lead game. But Geelong's style, I don't think, matches up with Melbourne because they play that chip, 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 possession, 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 and Melbourne can just strangle them. And then when they turn it over, Melbourne on the rebound. Whoa. You got Fritch up there, you got Brown, you got Neil Bullen's quick, and now you got the two little fellas, Spargo and um, who's the other little fella? Sparrow? Sparrow, Sparrow, Spargo. Sparrow and Spargo up there that are playing well. So I think it's going to be a ball terror, but if Melbourne get off the, lead, uh, off the leash early. And then you've got a bloke like Bailey Fritch. I've been meaning to look up for about a month how big Bailey Fritch is because he, he looks like he's about 17 kilo ringing wet. Yeah, he's not, he's not bulky. But, but but he's but he's reasonably tall though, isn't he? Uh, I think he is. I think he's six one, yep. six two. Yeah, uh, he's not your big key forward. Yeah, yeah but the it, amount of goals he's kicked this year and and can kick, and he's done it in big games. He's yep. done it uh, in that um, qualifying final, which uh, at, well, I don't know. People said that Melbourne smothered and 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 belted. Brisbane, if they kick straight, it could have been obviously a 60, 70 point win. So that's probably why I sit there and think it wasn't. I didn't think it was their best performance yeah. by a long shot, but a lot of commentators did. But um, if they play like that against uh, Geelong and convert, yeah, it could be a bad day for Geelong. So, yeah. how do you think? Uh, how do you think the other prelims going to go? Um, rather than think, I'm going to say hope. <laughs> the hope it goes. Um, I'm in the. This is going to shock everyone. I'm actually going for the doggies. Sorry. <laughs> Shock and horror. Yeah, yeah. Thought that'd uh, knock you off your chair. Um, uh, my grandpa was a doggies fan, so I just have to be in the, be in the dogs. Uh, in the kennel. Yeah, in the kennel this week, and I'll be well and truly in the kennel if they don't get up. <laughs> I was in. It was. Uh, I got a. We've got a, fa- a WhatsApp group with the family, and of course, all my family's already gone to Perth just so they can beat any sort of. COVID jinx that might happen. They'll be there for the prelim and stay on. But um, my other brother Tim used to go. Uh, used to be a recruiter for the Western Bulldogs, so they're, they're pretty. They're very much doggy supporters. Yep. So Melbourne doggies grand final could be a bit of <laughs> conflict for Timmy and his family. He lives in Perth, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. So he um, he then um, instead of going with the doggies, he got the full time that full time gig with um, with Frio as a recruiter. So, um, but yeah, they. They were celebrating and going berserk after the the doggies um, doggies game, which we'll get back to soon. We'll get back to the actual preview of this one, but be interesting. There's a lot of people writing off the doggies very, very not easily. very long ago. They were top, exactly, and had been for most of the season. Like and Port got got the job done in the the last round of the year, but it, they didn't belt them. No. In in fact, uh, uh, weren't doggies in front all night? Yeah, uh, it took probably about the last what five ten minutes, and they had Young and Ruck all day who got belted by Scotty Lysett, who was just mauling the poor kid. And this is what I don't get with Beveridge. English was always a ruckman, and then you put him forward and he kicked some goals, so he can now only be forward. And then last week, the Brisbane game. Started off in the first quarter. Um, McInerney, who's not, it's not your top two ruckman in the comp. He's, he's big, he'll win the taps, but he made 
this poor kid. Young is not a ruckman for start. Who, who, who now has been dropped? Yeah, he's not a ruckman. But Beveridge left him there and eventually he goes, oh, I'll put English in. Well, then the, the evened up and oh. the mids got their hands on the foot. Who, who would have thought putting a ruckman in the ruck might? Who would have thought mm. a guy that's six foot six that's been sitting up forward the whole fucking game would, would actually be able to go up and win a few ruck taps? Shock and horror. So, um, so you're on you're on Ken's boys, are you? You're well, I did say at the start of the year I had tip Port for the flag. Um, I still think that I reckon they will get the job done. Um, what they win the flag? No, beat Bulldogs. Oh, come on, mate. God. Um, but I don't think it's a it's a done deal. I've got a lot of Port supporter mates who think it's it's put away. Uh, Dan Cale, um, yeah, I'm going to throw under the bus, champ. <laughs> said, uh, I, he, I said, oh, I think the doggies might get it done just to throw a cast out there. And do you reckon I caught a marlin? Like, the, the, there was no whiting in the fish, there's no whiting in the sea. It was just a pure marlin. And uh, his response was, Are you serious? We are going to smash them. Smash them? I said, How so? Like, like <laughs> he said, Bont's cooked. We are, we are on fire, we are playing. I'll read it out. I got um, you know, You're only going to listen to this and have a big sook, Dan. But uh, he said, <coughs> we're going to pump them. We are flying. Bont is cooked. We have 30 players to choose from. Thinking like that has the footy gods that are... 30? I think he meant 40. Because <laughs> there's, like, there's about 45, what, 44 on the list these days. 38, isn't it? But anyway. Um, so... But Port, if they... if what, they And all of them are a chance to be picked? Could be. I yes. think the deficiency for both sides, though, lay lies in their their forwards. Now, Orazio kicked four but came off with a bung knee. How good is knee going to be this week? Yeah. It could be nothing and he could do that again. But Orazio has shown. He doesn't do that every week. Mm. He might go missing this week. Dixon's proven to go missing a lot. Um... He does bring the ball to the ground, all that type of stuff. But you need a key forward to kick you some goals. I would expect Mitch Jordiatis comes back on that side. If, if they if they don't put him in there and they leave Marshall in there, no, he's that, um, that's isn't his hammy really questionable? Well, it was and the, he yeah, was no, on, no, he was always going to play the last final, but they said oh, they erred on the side of caution. Now he's had an extra week off. If he's right to go, he's got to come in over Marshall. Yeah, I can't believe there'd be even a debate if, because... And the quality that Port have got on the pine at the moment, like as in aren't playing it. Hamish Hartless just come back from his knee surgery. He's had 23 touches and a goal for the Maggies on the weekend. Um, Power Pepper, he, he came on as his said, sub. Said g'day to the, uh, the Glenelg fans at the end of the game too. Old uh, Hammer. Uh, can you... I, we are sidetracking from this, but Port Adelaide... But he didn't make the finals, but knocked off Glenelg, who were going for the perfect season. They were 17-0. and 0. I think the Bays would be pretty happy that they lost that game. Oh, yeah. I don't think you'd want to go into the finals undefeated. Sample. Oh, you got you got South and uh, and the boys who have dropped off, and Glenelg haven't dropped off at all, but that's Sample. We'll get back to that. Uh, so Ports, Ports have done them, but the, the players in that side... Port have got like Riley Bonner, guys who were really just filling the gaps while there was injuries during the year. They're now they're in their best 22 by the looks of it. And yeah, somewhat Hamish Hartlett's going to miss out. 
which to me, uh, with Hammer's experience, his toughness as well, um, and you saw that last in the prelim last year against Richmond. Hammer was very tough and loved to bring the aggression. I reckon it's a play he'd still put in the side. So uh, the port changes in none and oh. and out Pow Pepper, who was the sub that replaced Fantasia. Could, so which he could just be the sub yeah, again. so he could be the sub again. But so jo- Mitch Jordiatis doesn't come in. He's either yeah. not ready or... And the sh- ins... That, that, must, that must mean he's not right to go. Otherwise, he has to come in. And the ins for the uh, doggies, Zane Cordy wow. replaces... Uh, Alex Keith that did a hamstring today at training. Does Steph Martin come in? And Steph Martin comes in for Lewis Young, who's been omitted. And so obviously Steph Co- Martin's been out for And a obviously long Cody time. Waitman is out with uh, concussion. Yeah, I thought that was going to test the concussion rule this week. Because it's the mandatory can't play or have contact for 12 days, but there is that provision that you submit your test and go, actually, mate, I wasn't... I, did he actually do the concussion test and fail it or did they just rule him out, the doctors? I don't know. Because that's where... I think that's where it comes into play. If you take the concussion test and you fail it, I don't know what you have to do. But there is provisions to appeal to be able to play the following. Well, who was the Crows player this year? Kelly. Was it? Got his... Was it I don't know, do they? Yeah. Yeah. And the AFL said, no, he's out. Yeah. Past every protocol, and that's perfect. And this is another reason and, why I and, love the. And what shits me about that? So, so you're saying a club doctor was was negligent in his duties? Mm. That like exactly, which is, and the, the, you you tell it. You try and get someone to overrule a doctor in the cl- footy club. So like no way in hell is say, that happening. Excuse me, can you go away? <laughs> I'm a doctor. You're a, you're a coach, and he's not going back yeah. on. And I'm, I don't have to. Uh, yep. You can't sack me. I'm not, I don't support you. I work for you, but I work for the players' welfare. Yep. So that's interesting. Then uh, Waitman out didn't really contest it, but Waitman is a prime example of say this was a prelim that happened, and he's going to be rubbed out for a grand final, and he could be completely fine. The buy in between that eliminates that now. Yep. So players who get concussion, and that's why it has to be yeah. after the prelims. Exactly. Um, and that's why the NFL, all those competitions had that buy before this. So you can yep. have your best, you can have the two best teams with their fittest, freshest players yep. to put on a better spectacle. So, uh, and if they were going to miss, if if someone was going to miss three weeks with a hamstring, well, they were going to miss anyway. So, oh, if the if the doggies are to win, um, they need to uh, produce a bit of that stuff they did on the weekend. I think um, that was. I only got to see. The last bit of the third quarter and the last quarter, but mind you, it was one of the best last. I quarters. couldn't look. I couldn't look away. Yeah, it's one of the best last quarters <coughs> of any game I've seen, apart from round twenty. I don't know. Actually, I could name a few, but um, the, the, the back and forth. Yeah, it was back and forth, back and forth. One minute you think nah, and, Brisbane have got the momentum, and even win. when the doggy rushed that behind. Yeah. Down at the other end, Jeray and Charlie, you like like you thought, oh Charlie, Charlie. This is Cherry Wright for Charlie. Oh, Charlie, I was surprised he kept going down to pick it up. I thought if he can just soccer, soccer this forward, he knows it's got hardly any time left and that they need to just keep moving. But Taylor Gerage was like, 
I am busting my nuts and, and to the, stop this. And but the even physical his, pressure on but him. But even his positioning before the ball got oh, there, yeah. he was already goal. Like he did. He was on the inside of him. Yeah. He wasn't behind him. He he was a was a real good defender's chase. Yep. Um, a mid would a mid have been smart enough to do? Who knows? But defenders know you got to get yep. goal side. And he did that. He pushed him towards the boundary. But that uh, that performance by. Um, uh, Bailey Smith. Bailey Smith. Um, the old ice in the veins. That's been trending for days now. But he was phenomenal. He kicked. Out, I'm. So, I can't believe they haven't talked about. It. He kicked that on his opposite foot. He kicked that on his left foot. Now, correct hasn't, me if hasn't I'm, even come into correct it. Correct me if I'm wrong. For anyone out there, I'm pretty sure he's a right footer. Definitely a right footer. And he put that on the boot, and he's like, "I'm just going to hit this." At that centre line, and it didn't move. And it was his his performance in that game was brilliant from a kid. Still, he's not he's not twenty five, twenty six. Yep. He's a kid still, and oh, they've they've got a pretty good solid midfield. It's going to be pretty good when he grows up. That yeah, one, yeah. If he if he can if he can <laughs> keep going the way he's going, Bont might be second to him in by the end of his career. Who knows? It's a big call. Oy. Speaking of the Bont, everyone was saying he's done. He's done. From training today, he doesn't look done at all. He looked like he was moving okay. He looked like he did not have an issue. So if it is just bone bruising as they think it may be, that's a couple of jabs, he's going to yep. be right to go. He'll be, he'll be sore as fuck after, but yep. he, he'll be good to go and play at his best. So yep. poor people yeah. ruling him out, but do mm. it at your own peril. Yep. And, uh, yeah, and that's where I think that midfield battle is going to be. Porter got a good midfield. They got Wines is on fire. You got Bokey is playing well, but I don't think their depth of that midfield is as tough and durable as what the Bulldogs can be. So I reckon that battle there, but it's also gonna, the it's going to be a phenomenal midfield battle because mm. even the blokes that have come in like Willem Drew has, oh. has been really good. And my but boy, my top five underrated players, Carl Amon, he's he's playing good footy yeah. too. Um, Butters has had enough football back where I thought at one one stage I thought he's not going to play again this year. Connor Rose and, and Dersma, they're, they're either both carrying injuries still or just still finding yeah. their feet. I don't think either Con- of them are. Connor Rose, he has to start keeping his feet. Yes, that is, I've noticed that. Um, Falls over. But I think if Port... The biggest advantage for Port is they've been at home. They've been in their own bed. Oh. They've been... Walking, they're going to training, they can go to get a coffee. They've been living normal lives. The Bulldogs have been on the road to Tassie, Tassie and to Perth, then Perth to Brisbane, down to Adelaide. Um, oh, I don't think they got to Perth. Sorry, they stayed in Tassie, then went to Queensland. Now they're in Adelaide. And because they've been in three states that are, well, low COVID and everything, I think they can go straight into WA right. and not have to quarantine. So... Uh, it's been a huge trek for the doggies, and if they're to get up this week, um, and reminds me of Adelaide GF. in '98, '97, no '98. Sorry, we went from Melbourne to Sydney to Melbourne, or, Melbourne, or um, I think we played in Perth in the last round. Well, we finished. I reckon we finished the previews. We could go a bit further in, but prelim moments. This the, there could be some prelim moments here that make you look back and go, "Remember that prelim between." Geelong and Melbourne. What's one that stands up and makes you hard? Um, <laughs> my, or one of the best ones, and it was only a behind, but 
Tony Lockett, 96. Oh, yeah. Like, um, it's, like, it's one of those games where everyone remembers where they were. We were at, I think it was the Dabrowski's house as kids. And like, I, was a, I was a kid and I was watching it and we were watching it out in their back room. <laughs> I remember exactly everyone watching it going, oh, my God, pluggers and... Luggers kicking after the siren from 50, like, could not have picked a better person to do it. Um, what else is there? Um, well, I'll, I'll jump in if you're going to take that long, because... Okay, jump in, mate. The, the ultimate, from any Adelaide supporter, is the 97 prelim. Oh, yeah. And Liberatore, he's got his <laughs> hands in the air! <laughs> Sorry, mate. Incorrect. Bad luck. But the guy still swears to the day it was a it was a goal. I think Brad Johnson said he was on the goal line. He's like, oh, I thought it was a goal. Of course he did. Uh, Brad Johnson, um, and he'd probably say he was on the goal line, but he wasn't. <laughs> he was the one holding up Libba. That's right. Um, but what would but he the, know anyway? But that, that last quarter when they essentially were booking themselves in for a grand final, enter yep. D. Jarman, all those goals he kicked were amazing. And the hanger he took on... Hanger for jars though. Um, yep. I remember being in the we were in the behind those goals for that one. Simon kicked the goal, which put us within two points. But Jarman's last quarter, oh, phenomenal! And then when that siren went, I was like, I, I look back as a kid, didn't realise how huge that was for <laughs> South Australian football, not just for the Crows, but for South Australian footy. It was the, one of the biggest biggest moments ever. That's that's one of my biggest prelim memories. Also. Uh, <laughs> Who's, who forgot to – who thought he was a midfielder and tried to run for a goal from Essendon <laughs> and then turned over? Carlton won. Oh. <laughs> Big, bold set-up. Barnard. Bar- was it Barnard? No. Nah. Nah, no, nah, Barnard? Wallace. Wallace. <laughs> and Mur- Murphy got it. Murphy at the end threw yeah. the ball up. But someone someone pinned him. I think it was, Fra- was it Fraser Brown. Oh, fr- it was Fraser, it was Fraser, Fraser, Fraser yep. Brown. So Carlton got into the – the grand final that year where everyone was salivating for Essendon v North Melbourne because they were the two top teams by a mile. Yeah. But then it did, it played out it like everyone thought. North Melbourne just absolutely ran right. Was that 99? That 99. The other, speaking of big prelims, I said to you today, I watched it last night on Dermy's, Dermy's Magical Quarters they have on, on Fox. He had that last quarter of the famous Jim Steins running over the mark. And everyone goes, oh, I remember when Steins, he ran over the mark and Hawthorne won the game. I actually watched that whole last quarter. Anyone that single-handedly says, oh, Steins cost us, needs to go watch that. Because there's about seven Melbourne players that cost you that grand final. There was, I forgot his name. They talked about he'd been on the bench all day and he's come off, he's taken this mark in the goal square. And he's gone back to kick it. It would have been like maybe a 45-degree angle, but you're only three metres out. He's... He's kicked it almost into the point post. Like, that's how much it's sharp turned off his boot. And the commentators go, Do you know what number no, he was? No, he's kicked him behind. Do you know what number he was? No. I watched it the other night, though. But do yourselves a favour and watch that because it is the worst kick I've ever seen. But then they've had about three or four shots on goal, which all should have been goals that they missed. And then, yeah, the famous Bacchanara. It's a 15 metre penalty. And uh, <laughs> speaking of. Vein, uh, veins are ice, ice in your veins. He wasn't like 10 metres out. He was still a good 40 metres out. Yeah. And he's just smashed it home for a goal after the siren to put him in a grand final. That, uh, as a Hawthorne supporter, it would be huge. As a Melbourne supporter, they'd have, uh, have nightmares for a long time. 
<laughs> been a fair, fair while since then, even. Well, that's uh, there were a couple of big moments, but they said they've named it a, a well, technically a, a Twilight Grand Final in Perth, but it's yeah. essentially on TV a night Grand Final again. Yep, so quarter past seven in so quarter quarter two seven in South Australia. I did cop grief from people when I said, uh, get used to the night grand finals. I think they're here to stay. I reckon they are. Um, uh, maybe because not the G, but obviously the viewership of primetime footy on a Saturday night outweighed the, the, the two o'clock. I heard Eddie on it the other it's day. Money talks. That's and he reckons it was two and a half million more viewers last year. That's so many. That's such an increase. And I'm like... I was always of the opinion, everyone that I know that wants to watch the grand final watches it. It's not going to grow. If yeah, but you got to you got to factor in um, some people work during the day on Saturdays. There's retail people that work. All of a sudden, they they don't have to miss out. They're, they're watching it at night time. Yeah. Um, there's a lot, a lot of lot more people. Obviously, there's plenty more eyes on the TV at night time because you just. Yeah, I'm Automa- happy to automatically. I'm, I'm happy to say that I'm I'm converted. I actually really did enjoy it last year, mm. and mainly because and it was you're not blind at seven o'clock at night <laughs> with the day grand finals. You can you have a barbie. You can be on the source at midday. Yeah. Sometimes you piss before that ball goes up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the night grand final, I, I enjoyed it. Um, maybe they can rotate it depending on where you're playing, but. It's going to be interesting if Melbourne make the grand final because I'll be going over what it's going to be like at the ground for a twilight one. So obviously you'll be going over. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. It's truth. Can't even. Last time we were over there for the prelim against West Coast, I didn't think West Coast supported bad. I thought, oh, yeah, they. I hate West Coast supporters after that. Like I was flabbergasted. All the Frio people used to go to West Coast to Feral. I'm like. Mm. I haven't seen that. It was... They do have something in against it, them, though. They're Western Australians. In our bay. They are so different, different, not, different breed. I'm not talking the stadium, but in our bay, there yep. was three different fights. And I, there was, someone stole a phone. How many of them did you start? Absolutely none. <laughs> I was just sitting back and I said to Tommy, this is a pretty dangerous place, the old Optus Stadium. Actually, the best thing about that was... The Melbourne supporters were up and about, like past players. It was a prelim. It, w- it was a definite different feel to what it is now, I think, though. This one, they're more um, right, we're measured, this and that. Look, that was more of joy. We're here, wow, we could fluke, not fluke it through, but yep. we finished eighth and we're in a prelim. We're, uh, hey. So we're in like the family type area. It was mainly Melbourne supporters with families and it was on the second level. <laughs> David, uh, David Meats has come in. So everyone started cheering up needs and started clapping. He turns up. To, there would have been maybe a thousand, two thousand people in the bay type. I think it's quite big at Optus Oval there in the bays. He's got a beer and he's just going, God, that days. And then absolutely necked it. And the roar sounded like <laughs> like a hundred thousand MCG. Everyone was on their feet, cups were going in the air, and I was like, Four. This is a, it was just <laughs> before the bounce. I was like, Oh, Nita, you've just gone up a million in my books. Love you. So, yeah, but night grand final. They, over there, uh, they, I think they want it to be dark at half time. Yep. For whatever entertainment they're going to have. I don't know. You can't really get big acts when the borders are closed, but it could be, uh, ah, I've got an idea. 
Pretty sure birds are take. Yeah, from Perth. Yeah, um, and I can't think of the, another band that from Perth. Who oh. the band that redid the? Um, did they do redo the Frio song or redo the Eagles oh, song? Yeah, one of them. And their 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 stock plummeted after that because <laughs> 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 it was no good. Um, but yeah. um, night grand final. Yeah. You're you're a yay or no? Uh, yeah, I'm on board. I'm on board. This one being a twilight is going to be a bit different, obviously. It, from it used to make point. me laugh because certain mate and Eddie was one of them. And you have to doesn't matter whether you like him or hate him. You have to take notice of what he says when it comes to commercial reality and ratings and that because there may not be anyone in Australia that gets it better than him. Have you have you noticed no one's grizzled about it this year because they know how stuffed the AFL is financially at the moment? Yeah. If they're going to get an extra ten million in advertising, and and he was saying, but you can you can charge more for advertising, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you can charge more for advertising? Is that because they're getting a discount when they have the grand final during the day on the advertising? I don't reckon there's any... I think there's a discount. Yeah. So so I was always like, you can't charge more because... Well, I think it's, that's precisely it's, what it's it It's already so. at the thing, but when there's two and a half million more yeah, viewers, you when, can. When they come to you and say, I want to buy advertising, you go, no worries, uh... You can see at this night grand final, you're going to get an extra two and a half million eyes on it. That's going to have to be an extra twenty percent on your bid for a for a thing. So, um, yeah, night grand final. I'm leaning to yes. Yeah, I mean, t- I'm I'm on board. But back at the G, on a nice I've sunny summer, a would nice not bother me if there's never ever a grand final ever at the MCG ever again. Wouldn't bother me. This is proof it should be rotated like the NFL. And if all those idiots saying yeah, you get the same crowd rule. It ain't about that. It's about integrity of the game, I believe, and rotate it. Even even if it was rotated every second or third year, yeah, yeah. play a couple at the G, and then and then it's on a bidding and th- there's a reason why basis. There's a reason why the NFL can do it because most of their stadiums, their stadiums are. But I'm pretty sure Tampa Bay, who had it this year, coincidentally when they made it, pretty sure their stadium only held forty thousand. Yeah, but they they're not all that. Worried about the crowd at the game. No actual supporters go to the NFL, I don't think. Yeah. So. Um, and they don't care about the crowd at the game. Ah, shit. Because the what what they're getting out of TV. Speak, speaking of merry-go-rounds, it's just prompted me. When you got two hundred million people wanting to watch it. So, so you got the you got the AFL Grand Final merry-go-round, which would be good. But the biggest merry-go-round now is not who's going to coach Carlton, but who keeps dropping out the race of Carlton. Oh no! But a name came up today. Some bloke that's been coaching Div 7 amateurs in Melbourne, he's, he's gone, oh, I'll do it. What, Gary Ayres? <laughs> Why would you want to go there? Uh, I don't think it's the worst gig to take on now. After Teague's done, not the hard yards, but he's done the two what, years where they're not performing. What, um, what do you reckon has happened? Like, I think I think the president made a promise to Ross Lyon and then the board yeah. went, uh, I think you've, no. got, you've got a complete board that is not in twine with each other. They, they Tell you what they need to do. The fact that they were having board meetings and then you watched Footy Classified and, oh, this happened at the board meeting last night. Oh, yeah, there's a definite big leak there. Look, now, I don't know whether it is this new president or it's one of the other board. Like, but they need to sit down, have another board meeting and say, right, which one of you... Is leaking. Who is the rat? And whoever it is, 
pack your bags, see you later. They've, I think they've just, they are a club that's run terrible when people what? are going, I don't want to go there. This is like Alistair Clarkson that was almost, I think, set to take the gig until the stuff at T happened. And he's going, nah, stuff it, I'll have my year off that I wanted. I wanted my year off. And um, they're not going to get the best. And it all depends. And, and I think the Clarkson. And Ross Lyon, in my eyes, was never the option. And was like, oh, he's good and tough. So, does anyone forget how his, how his time at Frio finished up? Um, like essentially said, Ross, there's stuff you've been doing that's not involved with footy. There's a sum of money paid to someone there, a female, and that's all of a sudden. Wh- why would why would you want to bring that in? I, that's, I that's that's not and, that's not rumours. That's news. So and I and quote, who who was quoting he quoting Channel Nine champs? So don't don't get too stressed. That's right, you can't get blood from a stone. <laughs> um, uh. And what's he ever done? What's he done? Um, yeah, well, he's taken. He took over a list established list. He to, took to over find. a list at uh, um, St Kilda. Oh, you look back at the list he had at St Kilda. <laughs> it was very like Mark very Harvey good. did the hard work at Frio. Yeah, he bled a lot of those players. He, he got them through, and um, they made and, freedom and, under. Harvey and he anyway. was doing a bloody good job. When he, ro- when he rocked up to the Western Australian Football Commission yearly yearly lunch, mm. representing free men who were at this lunch, See, I, and walked out of the lunch and someone said, oh, you've just been sacked. I, I think the way Ross Lyon finished up at Frio is the reason why he wouldn't go through the process. Yeah. Because yeah, when, when you do that... Um, oh, and he's clearly got an ego, like... Well, I, I know when Simon went for for interviews, for coaching gigs, they 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 either a know everything, b want to know everything, and if you don't want if you don't want to talk about something, well, so I think that I personally think that's why he pulled out of the uh, the pro- his excuse last night on Footy Classified was complete wank. Definitely, the Blues could uh, learn a bit from the other C club in in Melbourne, Collingwood. Mm. Yeah, they 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 just went through their they process. They had two hundred blokes on a list at the start of their. No, thing. they didn't. Two hundred. Wow, and McRae came out top. Must be right. Well, Lepich Le- hasn't made an ounce yet, has he? Uh, yeah, I think he is, isn't he? As an assistant. Yeah. Unless he's putting his hand up for Carlton, I don't know. He's not that silly. He doesn't. He doesn't want to be a senior coach. I don't think though. Not now, but. I've really enjoyed. You, I've really enjoyed his stuff on the radio. On SCN, I was just about to say, did uh, you hear him when they were talking about the coaching gig? And he said, "Oh well, I had uh, McRae that was going for Collingwood, and I got obviously Vossi that's at, um, that's a, that's might be in the Carlton job. So either way, I was <laughs> going to be at a club. And then I think he had another mate at Collingwood. Who was the other one at Collingwood that they were looking to get? Kingsley. Uh, they would have worked together at Richmond. No, it was another Collingwood teammate. Oh, sorry, another. Bingo teammate, Brisbane won. Uh, no. no, either way, he, he knew he was going back into coach next Brad, year. At some Brad point. Scott. Oh, that was it. Yeah, it was if Brad Scott got the gig, he was going to be an assistant to him. He said, "I've got Scotty, I've got Vossi, <laughs> I've got all my mates going for jobs." Yeah, yeah. Today, there's been a bit more talk about Brad Scott. You know, Carlton or this AFL gig, like Stephen Hawking's um, footy boss role. Which, Car- which Carrier says it's his job to take. 
apparently the AFL are saying, well, it's your job if you want it, and yeah. he's coming and knowing what he wants to do. I'm like, well, what are you doing, mate? You must... Must really, you must really like coaching yeah. if you want to coach yeah. Carlton and if not you, be the not be the footy boss of the league. If you want to coach, tell AFL now, no. But if you want to do the AFL, take it. I don't understand how he has to decide. It's a pretty good job. Well, unless he's sitting there, he's going to go through the process. Yeah. But um, his record, I thought, I, I was surprised North Melbourne cut him up that, as quick as they did. I reckon, he's, uh, I reckon his brother's a chance for the Blues job. You reckon? What if they lose a prelim or they win a grand final? No, lose a prelim. I reckon he walk. I'm not saying that. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say I don't. Nah, I'm I'm a, I'm a big no on that one. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll put my uh, two cents in. That's a no. Okay. Vossi is my dark horse. For the Blues? Yeah, I reckon he hasn't spoke. I reckon they haven't sat down and spoke yet because Port's obviously still in. Maybe maybe Voss will will be Port's coach next year (laughs) when Ken loses another prelim. Jeez, wouldn't that? Port Port turn on on Ken quickly. They'd be out for it. Anyway, let's move on. Okay. There was a big announcement today of something that didn't happen. (laughs) Lockie Neal said... Oh, Lockie! They said Lockie Neal has turned his back, back on a backflipped, backflipped on his on his request Which that he didn't even request. A trade he never requested. He actually was just talking, like he said, private discussions with my wife and family about what we want to do with our kids, and tell you somehow what, ha- spilled out into the media pretty. Tell quickly. you what, hats off to the uh, to Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. It's going to be the last story he ever breaks because whatever whatever contact he had. <laughs> It's all over Red Rover. <laughs> but, uh, and tell you what, hats off to him. He had that midweek oh, and, it just and sat and sat and sat and went, right, they've played Saturday, I'm doing it Sunday night. And it just steamrolled. It, like Lockie Neal said, he goes, just a, what I thought was private discussions have ended up being plastered all over the media. I thought it was a, a, interesting a, a, a today, though, when yeah. he said, well, you know, I've sat down and spoken to... Obviously, my heavily pregnant wife. Um, spoken to also friends and family and people that that we get advice from, but but had a chat with Brisbane without my management. Does that mean that his his management were the ones that went to Frio and said, right, Lockie's ready to come back? Oh, no, different. I think different players have different relationships I'm, with managers. Yeah, I'm, 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 that's a question, not. Not a statement. What's the question? What's the question, Your Honour? Please repeat it. Oh, did he? Does that mean that that it was his? That's how it got out. That his manager went to Fremantle and said he's oh, he's good I to return, know. and that's yeah. how this Ryan fellow from Channel Seven in Perth got the story. Maybe loose lips sink ships, and the trade back sunk real quickly. But now. Lucky Neil Stang, so that's, now, that's a trade. We'll just go back table. to we'll just go back to Sunday night when when the story broke, and maybe even Monday night when there was a bit of talk on the footy shows on Monday night about it. Where did you sit on it? When oh, what about TJ and Caro's? Uh, oh, TJ's a, TJ's a, TJ's a dick. I'm sorry. I'm not, if that's not in question, I don't want to swear. That's not in question. It's it's not becoming, but. He's a dick the way he handled that. And he talked down on Caro like she was a, a cadet doing her first report as well. Like, I'm not a fan of Caro, but I do respect her as a journalist. She's 
very bang on with a lot uh, of things. Unfortunately, she doesn't get too much wrong. Doesn't get too much wrong, and and uh, she was saying, look, she she was saying, look, I don't think it's as big a deal as what it is. And then TJ saying it was a disgrace. And he was going fully at Neil, thinking that this is the worst thing ever. So hang on a second. COVID has rocked the world, rocked everyone. It's changed everyone. Yep. Now, it's changed football too. Like we said earlier, we think David McKay's gone, nah, I'm not going to take up this one-year offer because yep. I've got a young family. I'm not going in lockdown. I'm not living that life anymore for one more year. I reckon Neil and a lot of other players are looking at going, hang on. He signed a five-year yeah. contract before the world Yeah, yeah before the world shut flipped. Down. Exactly. So... For anyone to begrudge any player to think, oh, shit, I've got a young family. Yeah, but it was Caro begrudging him. Huh? It was Caro begrudging him, not not Tony Jones. No, it was TJ. Uh, incorrect. Was it? Tony Jones was got, saying... Sorry, sorry, I got my... Yeah. Tony Jones was saying you have to... Um, if no, he was saying, but they should let him go. He was like saying... Oh, yeah, but, but he was saying that uh, he said to Caro, where's your compassion? Ah, uh, yes. And that's what I was like. I was like... Take your compassion out. As a footy club, I don't think compassion comes into it. You're a business. If if the, if Lockie Neil says I want to go home, you go, all right, we don't want you to go home. But if that's where you sit, we'll have to have a chat. If Frio offer a really good deal that we see fit as a oh, good business transaction, there's no compassion in it. No. Uh, there's a lot of compassion in it. That's uh, bullshit. I don't think any club needs to give any no. compassion to it. Of course they do. Why? Because that's how it is. <laughs> the club can say they, they they can say, "Hang on, you, you signed a contract which was front ended." Yeah, which he's got sixty percent of his wage for only fifty percent of his part of his contract, or less than fifty percent. No, he's well, he's he's done sixty percent of the contract. What do you mean? He's, well, he's it's a five, a five, year, five year, year deal, and he's done three of them. Well, he's done three. So maybe it's eighty so percent of the money yeah, in the six. Got, it's a front-ended deal yeah. where he's getting one. Which, which I think that's a a side issue. Clubs now have to go to I think to the players association. And go look, we can let players out of contracts, but we need to be compensated. We we, we need the contract equalised before we trade them. As in, uh, we've paid overs already. Yeah. Free yours, one hundred and twenty grand to yep. mitigate that. Yep. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's like, what they do in 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 NBA and yeah. and everything like that. Yep. And this is the problem right now with AFL. Um, that now players I don't can't think play, play, I don't think players should be able to be traded without their consent. There's there, there's a hell of a lot of maturing needs to be done in the AFL um, circles before that can happen. Well, I think when you don't have a choice in where you get drafted to either, to then say you don't get a choice where you get traded to. Yeah. Yeah. It's I don't like the whole trading with players without you. We can trade you here like you're a, you're a number. Piece of meat. Then, then, then the compassion is gone. Yeah. <laughs> there is no compassion. I, I'm so you're saying now that should be – the compassion needs to stay? No, I'm saying there shouldn't and is. I don't feel there is – much compassion and there shouldn't be there are instances where there is with tim kelly he was in geelong um he obviously has a disabled child and the mother was there alone they had no support network 
there wasn't compassion in that first year. They said we need this deal. If the, if they can't bring that deal, you're no, not going. No, but there was compassion because they spoke. No, they no. spoke to the club, and and the club that he was going for tried tried to do the. Nah, nah, no compassion. They got the deal they wanted. They got a deal that they thought was better than keeping Tim Kelly. Tim Kelly wants to go home. We can hold him to his contract, but then his contract finished. So there's no com- the, the compassion stuff goes out the window because all of a sudden you don't hold the power anymore. What? <sighs> it's hard to be an no, the year hard befo- to be an no, no, the year before I'm talking about. Oh, the year before. They held him to his contract. Yeah. They, they were willing to trade him. For the right deal. Yeah. So they're not going to go, oh, on compassionate grounds, we'll take no. a shit a draft pick. No, that doesn't mean you're not compassionate. I'm so, no, I'm, saying, I'm not saying that they are. I'm saying it shouldn't I'm, be I'm, an issue. There shouldn't, compassion should have nothing to do with a football club who is a business doing the right thing for their business. Do you, no think, no, do you think no business has any compassion? Uh, they have a little bit, but no. I don't think in AFL, any AFL club should have No, no, I'm talking in business in general. Mm, yeah, they do to an extent. Mm. Whether they do is their choice though. So for, for Tony Jones to straight away go, they need uh, compassion, they've got to do it from compassion. And I agree with Caro. No, no but, Tony, no, but they don't. Fuck off. No, but he, was, he, was, he wasn't saying they have to let him walk and get n- no compensation. Did I say that? Well, it's the way that you're carrying on. Incorrect. Bloody siding with Caro. She was right. What? What's, what's happened to you when you were in hospital? She now, was now right. You, no, TJ was right. No, he wasn't. TJ was spot on. You tell us, people, who was right? TJ with his, oh, you've got to just be Mother Teresa and, and drive him back to Frio's doorstep and say, we love you for your time. No. Hardball. Hardball work for Adelaide. Brad Crouch is staying on a less contract, so. <laughs> yeah, you want the compassion? We'll give you compassion. You go look for your deal. Hey, even you Kane, can't get it, you can sign uh, this contract. We offer. Even Kane Corns wrapped up, uh, wrapped up the Crows on that one. And when I say the Crows, well, really it's only one bloke that got it, was it done. A, it was a win-win. You're keeping a player who is, a, contrary to what people say and people like to make stuff, oh, he doesn't, his conversion is a contested footy. He's a good player. He's yeah. a, he's a, he gets shitloads of it. He's the best and fairest. He uses the footy. Yeah, he collects a bit on halfback or whatever. You've now kept a top player on less money. Whether it is as less is what they say, I don't know. But obviously the money he wanted. And what oh, it's less than what he was on. Yeah. Uh, is it? You'd assume so. Don't know. I don't know. But he owes a bit. Well, he hasn't played for a year, yeah. 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 Anyway, enough about that trade talk. I think we'll have to wait for a, another episode when it really starts to heat up. Because when, when we when we get the get this rubbish football out of the yeah, way and we can get on to the most important part of the season, I think there's one thing we talk about before the uh, before the predictions and the close of of this episode. Toby Green. Now you've you, you've you've either looked at my notes. I haven't looked at your notes. Or just we're geniuses and we have mate, the same minds. Mate, I, I can't read my own notes, let alone yours. I am in the camp. I love Toby Green. I've always said I love the way he does it and this and that. And He's pretty good. He's pretty good. And I like his little little things he does. 
But his little charge hit bump on the umpire. I'm totally in the AFL's camp and other people's camps. I was shocked that he only got three weeks. I couldn't believe and people I, were defending him. I couldn't believe people saying one week's enough. That that image there was played on TV so much. How many kids watched that? How many kids who go for Toby Green watch the finals saw that? And call me a and I call me a, a, a bloody um, a teetotaler, but um, they see a what? That. They see that and a fuddy duddy, maybe a fuddy duddy, and you fuddy duddy. They then start to think it's all right. Now there's already an issue with with junior umpires getting either verbally attacked, physically attacked, threatened, um, standover tactics from other clubs, uh, all that type of stuff at junior levels. Then it happens a lot in amateurs, country footy. Certain clubs do out do put pressure on umpires and make decisions because of intimidation. You see it on live TV from an AFL player walking at an umpire, pointing, uh, having an argument with him, and does not deviate. Now, now he knew he knew he knew the umpire Stevic was there when he was talking to him from five meters away, didn't he? And Stevic wasn't moving; he was standing still. Toby Green was walking at him. He made a line for him. And, he, and, and so people say, oh, he didn't know what he was doing or he was in the heat of the battle. Don't and, give and, a damn. And then his fellow bo- uh, his fellow uh, uh, union members were like, oh, no, he, he didn't know he was there. He saw him from five metres away oh, and was he, talking to he, him. He, 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 to be honest, if uh, other like, players have copped suspensions like Greg Williams, when he, the umpire was getting his face and he pushed his arm, that was 11 weeks. I rate this up there with that. Todd Curley. Todd Curley was looking it, the other way and got it, three weeks. It ruined ruined Todd Curley's career. It, it did end his career. And and that umpire that Todd Curley ran into changed direction like five times in seven steps. I think we've come a long way from that suspension, though. A bit of common sense prevailed that collisions, unavoidable collisions are going to happen when there's I, so I many... Was happy. I was happy at three... I would have been happy at six. Uh, no, uh, I, I, I personally was not happy with three at all. I thought it had to be six to eight yeah. to send a message to... So, yeah, some people go, oh, but you can't have one example that sends a message. In this instance, you do, because that's umpires. And, um, and they say, oh, but, it, but he barely touched him. There's enough to knock him sideways. It, and if I hear one more person ring in the radio and go, oh, but the umpire shouldn't have been there and he should have just gone into the umpire's huddle. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. Umpire can be wherever he wants. The AFL Particularly when the siren's gone and, and the ball's not in play. The AFL have appealed it and they want their six weeks. And for the first time ever, it's a delayed appeal. Going, will, we're going to worry about this too after the GF. <laughs> which which I, f- I don't find that all that amazing that, that oh, it's a delayed think, appeal. Yeah. Well, with COVID, grand final in Perth, everything, I reckon the AFL will like, we've got enough to worry about. Mm. Toby Green's had his one-week suspension. Yep. He's got two more. We'll be tacking on a three after the appeal. But, yeah, that's that's my two cents worth. I thought six to eight. And if you want to come at me, come at me, people. But I think we need to we need to protect umpires. And I'm one. I'm I'm a I'm a, I'm a guilty person of hurling shit out of an umpire, yelling at him, or saying you're a cheat or you're a dickhead. But the physicalness is something it, it's so far worse than that and touching an umpire like in and that yes, aggressive manner is, is shocking. And, and yes, it was uh, like like now 
people talking about whether he whether he barely touched him or oh, it's not as if he belted him and that. Yeah, but if he belted him, it would have been life, yeah. and he would have been charged with assault. Yeah. It's. I think I think the AFL will get their way and they'll get their six and uh, Toby Green. I I don't know how you can make him captain after that, but you can't keep your captain that is the captain because yeah, well, we can't. struggling. But that's another story. Um, we're hitting an hour. It's been a good discussion. It's been probably a bit more tamed, a bit more fire at the end there when it came to Caro and and TJ. Oh, uh, just because you you're off the planet, mate. Yeah. Well, no, I'm. I'm this is this happens a lot of the time where I'm right and you're wrong and you just you can't see that. But it is what it is. We'll agree to disagree. Don't, oh, don't get me wrong. I'm no TJ fan. <laughs> but the fact... Jumpers! All right. Let's finish up. Prelims. Who's going to the grand final? Um, Melbourne Dogs for me. Ooh, really? Yeah. Actually going to go to the Dogs. They're playing three bucks, mate. Uh, might have to get on. I could pay for your flights. I might have to gamble responsibly. I'm going uh, Melbourne. Um, I, I hope Melbourne don't do a close one because I don't think I can handle that. <laughs> but if it is, it is. But as long as they don't care, they win by a point or 100 points, just win the game and get to the last dance. Because once you're there, that's when it's anyone's game. Uh, and I, I think Port, I think uh, home crowd advantage when... The home ground, the crowd, everything. Didn't play to Brisbane's advantage, but Brisbane, I think, are still a couple of notches behind Port. I think Port get it done. Um, grand final winner. Obviously, I'm going to go Melvin. I'll go the D's too. D's, if they make it, obviously, of course. Um, Norm Smith and Brownlow to close out. Um, I'm going to go Petrarca for the Normie. Norm? And Brownlow? No, you can do your normie first. Uh, Oliver. 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 And your brown line? Smokey for value, Gorney. Ruckman are always 13 to 14 bucks. He could be the shortest odd. Oh, Norm Smith, Maxi. Norm Smith, Maxi. Yep. I had Maxi as my second too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brownlow, I think Oliver too. Yeah. Um, but I still have my Petraka. I think he got. An, I think he got a lot more votes earlier on. Than Tell people, you what, I'll go. I'll go Maxi for me, Norm Smith, and Petraka with me, Brownlee instead. He's thirteens. Just as long as Ollie wants uh, it, wouldn't it. I think Oliver's. Yeah, I think Oliver's all round year gets it done for ha, him. Has Ollie Wines? Season Melbourne got the problem. They got the three of them: Gorn, Petraka, yeah. and Oliver. Has Ollie Wines' season been as good as what some say it has been? Well, they say he's always, he's got thirty three average disposals, but numbers, as you can see, with Dane Swan for a long time didn't mean shit. Yeah. Um, his start of the year wasn't as big as this; um, yeah. it was a lot slower. Like I thought, Boak was good early. Mate, he didn't even make the Australian squad, let alone the Australian side. So, what he didn't make the forty? Did not make the forty. Huh. <laughs> um, oh, did he? No. When did Penderbury say uh, something's wrong with this squad? Uh, Boak's not there. <laughs> yeah, it was the squad. He didn't make the squad. Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Brownlow, I'm going to go Oliver or Petrarca. Uh, Smokey. Oh, who's your Smokey? We can do this grand final week. Yeah. No, the, no, the Brownlow would be done by grand final week recording, so. Um, 
Smokey uh, Tex will be the Crows' highest vote getter. Bad, I disagree. Oh, Tex will be Tex will be leading the Brownlow after five rounds. There you go. That's probably going to the odds of that are probably be bang on too. Be, be, be leading on fifteen votes. Uh, my Smokey is. Oh, don't know. I haven't really thought about it, so I can't really, I can't really go. I'll, I'll tell Smokey later on. We'll wait till the next episode. Tell you what, my Smokey for the uh, um, normie is Stephen May. Ooh, Richie. <laughs> Every year, how good is it when you're doing you're doing your bets on grand final day, and you're like, oh. This guy's 31 to 1. <laughs> Bit of value well, there. I reckon I want to put 20 on because he's been playing well. <laughs> so many of them. <laughs> you, you, you sit there and then when it goes, and best on ground is the favourite. The favourite. Ah! <laughs> Who? How good is it that Martin's not going to Norm Smith? And yeah, he's not going to win Norm Smith. Actually, they probably will give it to him. Probably will. Mate, it's good to be I mean, back. plenty of other years that he didn't win it. That he good to be arguing with you. Good to be a bit more civil. It's been good tonight. I've actually enjoyed not swearing too much. Yeah, hopefully you can do it in your life more often. Anyway, <laughs> very nice. We're, we're, gonna, we're going back to the songs because it's prelim week. It's that really upbeat. We want to get going, fire up. And who does it better yeah, than hunters, Dave Grohl? Hunters and collectors. It's not hunters and collectors. It's Pooh Fighters. See you later, people. Let's go, days. Get in the best, the best.